I have actually most things not figured out. The only thing I had figured out was I figured out myself. And so I think the world is filled with people that wish they were someone instead of focusing on what they actually are and they aspire and keep pushing themselves to an ideology that's grounded in delusion and insecurity instead of taking a step back and saying everyone's great at shit, everyone sucks at shit. Let me figure out what the fuck I fuck with. What am I good at? What do I like? God willing, if I'm good at what I like, it's a wrap. Attention is the number one asset. So before before our show starts, he uh, my co-host Ron, he, he does a freestyle to for our guests. So I guess he prepares some for you. I just want you to- Just an introduction, a light introduction. I was a I battle it. rap world champion two time. Not a big deal, I don't wanna brag about light, that. Right. Humble brag. Um, okay, a social media scene star. He's been setting a mean bar. I'm not talking virginity, but every business has taken a V card. Mm. He'll flip yard sales, companies, all with his own style. In fact, he's made more money off flips than Simone Biles. The man's, pockets, <laughs> the man's pockets are very deep, at least compared to me, the future owner of the New York Jets, Gary V. Welcome Love to the show, that. man. Thank Welcome you. to the show, bro. And uh, I wanted to start it off with that positivity of the intro, but I also want to acknowledge the somber tone in the room. Aaron Rodgers out for the season, man. You just have to be heartbroken, man. I'm so sorry this has happened to you. Man, honestly, first of all, thank you for schlepping over here. I know we made this turn quick, and I appreciate all of you coming out. Like, this whole morning, I haven't, this is the first I'm talking, physically talking. Um, and... Like the whole morning, I'm just like, man, these guys slept all the way out here to do this show, and I really don't want to fucking talk to nobody. <laughs> like, if you guys weren't here today, there's a 30% chance that I wouldn't have said a word. That's a big number. Like, even though I have to go number. do a three-hour presentation and fly to Orlando today and do a public speech and then fly back, I was going to try to figure out how to not talk. <laughs> but yeah, man, look, you know, this is fun because this has a lot of sports elements to this show. Like, when you're a diehard, I haven't missed, I've watched every single snap of a New York Jets football game since 1982. All of them. Everyone. In real time. No DVR. No VHS tape. That's impressive. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know, I'm a huge Knicks fan too. That's why I sit here to look at the garden. But, you know, 82 games, weeknights, like, you know, I had a very serious professional career. So I missed many, many Knicks games. But that Sunday church-like environment of the NFL and Sunday, I grew up in retail. I grew up working every minute. But Sunday's that one day where you can sneak it in. So I've been able to pull it off. And it's a real, in my world of chaos, plenty of like, you know, struggles and like, uh, like every human being, no matter how much level of success you have, there's mm. unlimited things you're worried about, your family's health, mm. like realities of life. But having that one thing that you care about that might be a little silly, you know? Like, but the hope that's involved with it, like the hope that's the perpetual hope to, that's to me involved with it. To me it's less hope, it's more escapism. Mm. No matter what's going on in my world, big troubles, business, life, Sunday Jets, I, it's just wiped. Mm. No anxiety, no concern, pure nirvana, pure caring about something so much that a part of you in the back here knows it doesn't actually matter, which is actually healthy for someone who plays at the highest levels. Some people use music, some people use meditation, some people use fishing, some people use church. Mm. You know, the Jets have been that for me and so, you know, to be sitting here on the morning after that level of excitement I have, an, I have an 11 year old little guy too, so he's all swept up in it now, like what, you know, like sitting there watching him cry. 
yesterday like it's just tough and it's and it's and then and then what happens is like my doorman's like nah Zach's gonna do it I'm like yo shut the fuck up <laughs> and I'm about Zach by the way I'm pretty high Zach honestly I'm pretty high you can Zach. win a Super Bowl with the backup quarterback but, but it's just like having to go through the motions of like you know of like the, it, it's so and to win that game and to see what the rest of the team uh. looks like and you know it's just it's just it's very challenging Get well soon, Aaron Rodgers. Get well soon. Yeah. The fact that I may have as many completed passes for the New York Jets as Aaron Rodgers mm. seems crazy. That's I mean, not the right. Fact, the fact that that man may never have a completed, like, I don't know what he's thinking. You know, mm. you're a professional athlete, my guy. Like, you know, he's, I mean, Achilles. Like, First snap. 39 years yeah. old. Like, the quarterback position. Like, that's a lot to ask of a man. Yeah, you know, who was teetering to even want to play mm. already because he's got so much incredible stuff going. on. But he on seemed reinvested. He moved his life out here. He bought a house out I'm, here. It I'm, seems like the team was young around him. It seems like he wanted to have that Tom Brady last couple chapters. Oh, by the way, this is how it is for us Jeff fans. Like, very the, unfortunate. Like Tampa got it. It worked out for them with Brady. Oh, the Rams got it. It worked out for them for Stanford. We couldn't even get a, a full drive. Forget about winning a Super Bowl. We couldn't even get. A drive, a drive in a single game. The man's out for the year. <laughs> this man is tortured right now. <laughs> and by the way, when you're a diehard fan, you know this is going to get too nerdy for everyone in the room. But for all the Jets fans who are watching, we all know this is 1999 all over again. 1998, we had one of the best teams in the league. We lost the AFC Championship game at Denver. We were up 10 nothing with 20 minutes to go to the Super Bowl. We lost 30 to 10. Don't ask me how you're up 10 nothing with 20 minutes to go in a football game and give up 30 points after you're up 10 nothing in the AFC Championship game. But cool, heartbreaker. I was there, dead. But the next year, 99, we loaded up. Steve Atwater, Hall of Famer, Eric Green, tight end. Like we loaded up. Like you couldn't find anyone who wasn't predicting the Jets to win the Super Bowl. First game, first drive. New England Patriots, pre Brady, they weren't that team yet. We hand the ball off to Curtis Martin, Vinny Testaverde. They never fumbled an exchange in their career together. Fumbled. Vinny goes to pick it up. Tears his Achilles heel. Oh, First quarter, right? First quarter. First quarter, first drive. It gets better. Do you know who the honorary captain was for the New York Jets last night and walked down the field? No. For the first time since then? No. Vinny Testaverde. No. When no I way. tell you the no. torture, you know, I watch the stories no. about the Red Sox and the Cubs and the Clippers, and I see it all. I know I fucking fuck with sports heavy. I know what you want to talk about. Boxing, UFC, tennis, like I go deep. It's my true passion. The Jets really. Uh, by the way, we're also currently, currently, the longest tenured team in all professional sports of the four major sports in America that have not made the playoffs. Like this has been a long. This is bad. Yeah, yeah bro. I Honestly, I don't want to eat up the podcast because everybody. You're okay. This is therapy. You know, Come yeah, on, get, get it out it. of your get system. This is fine. But I, I want to make sure we have you a quality have, show. I know people are listening, but like. Miami even started. <laughs> I can do four seasons on this shit, let alone an episode. So honestly, no bullshit. I fuck with you guys. Let's segue, because I, I feel like that was enough for me to get out for now. Let's do a show. People are listening. I want to bring value, and then I'll go back to my Jets life. But let, let's do a show, because in the time that we got left. So, where I'm from. Yes. If you did what you did in the streets where I'm from, yes. you would be one of the best drug dealers in the world. <laughs> By the way, as somebody who was, I don't know, where's my report card? You like this, man. So the, peop, the, pers, the people I was most texting to, I don't know where it is, the people I was most texting to this morning were my friends from Mount Ida College, which is the college I went to. So I was a DNF student my whole life. 
atrocious. So there's a small college in, uh, in Massachusetts. This is my actual pork rub. Pat, check this out. <clears throat> this is my... <laughs> Is there not a lot of A's on there or what? Uh, like, <laughs> there's four. There's four. By the way, there's four A's. That's my four year. Look, <laughs> freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Physical ed, one. A. Two. A. Uh, ten. A. Uh, health and 12. Physical ed. Uh, physical. Physical ed, 12. Yeah, 12th grade. A. I got four, I got four A's in my high school career. True. Four. True story. I got a D in driver's ed. Damn, bro. Let me give you some more highlights. I got a D in driver's ed. There was something called food survey. You'd go in, sit, and fucking make food once in a while. I got a D freshman year in food survey. <laughs> Cooking for singles. That was the second year of taking a food class that's supposed to be an easy A. What is cooking for singles? What does that even mean? That they taught you how to cook just in case you never get fucking married. <laughs> it's the 90s, bro, early 90s. I got a C, I got a C in that, a C. Yearbook, this is some real shit. Pap, look at the top right, yearbook. I'm in it junior year because I knew the most about the sports team <laughs> and they wanted yearbook to be good. Pat, tell them what I got in yearbook. First, the yearbook has the most credits. But, right, but tell them what I got in yearbook. D for dummy. I got D. <laughs> Do you understand how hard, now Pat, right here, right here. What's my class rank? 243. Out of? Out of how many? That's bad. That's nah, bad. That's so impressive. anyway, but it's impressive. Though. So since I was such a bad student, I went to a college that sent me a postcard in the mail called Mount Ida College. I walked into Newton, Mass. I w walked on campus in September of 1994. Straight hood, straight drug dealing. I major when people are like, "What did you major in?" I was like, "Spades, CeeLo, Madden," and because my mom was Nancy Reagan Dow, and I never did drugs, and like. Like she really, really fucking hypnotized me. I never sold drugs for that same reason, but I would have been the greatest of all time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you've done. <laughs> like what like you've just done. so there's no confusion. No, seriously. <laughs> what you've done, like it's, it's, it's very impressive. And it's, and it's respected because uh, obviously it shows you that you don't, you don't have to have everything figured out to figure it out, you know? The and only thing you need to figure out, and I, this is why I fuck with you so heavy, I, there's always players that I'm like, man, if that dude was on my team. Mm. And it's because I knew that that's the player I would have been, which is the intangibles. Mm. I can, because I've lived my life winning in the non-obvious, mm. in the subtle little things that you know trigger the human emotion, like shit that's real, like, like do, saying something to a ref or an opponent mm. or doing something silly or doing something to set up something later. It's why I fuck with UFC so much. I love the defense and the feints as much as the highlights because I know what they're doing. Mm. Dude's fainting in the first round to set up something in the fifth round. Mm. The sweet science they call boxing. Right. It's fucking boxing. The sweet science, why? Why, because it's really a beautiful game of chess. Um, and MMA has taken that, in my opinion, to the next level. Um, you're absolutely right. I have actually most things not figured out. The only thing I had figured out was I figured out myself. Mm. And so I think the world is filled with people that wish they were someone instead of focusing on what they actually are and they aspire and keep pushing themselves to an ideology that's grounded in delusion and insecurity instead of taking a step back and saying everyone's great at shit, everyone sucks at shit. Let me figure out what the fuck I fuck with. What am I good at? 
What do I like? God willing, if I'm good at what I like, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. If you are good at what you like, it's a wrap. And by the way, that's a stay-at-home dad, right? That's a corporate middle manager. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it real simple. I need everybody to hear this. If you love what you're good at, forget about, you know, fortunate for you, what you love. I, I, I'm no. not gonna speak for you. No. Do you love it? Love Do you love ball? To death. Yeah. To it death. makes sense to me knowing a lot about you. No, I love if it you, more, more than it you couldn't have you couldn't have been a player in the league no. given your physical attribute. You know what I mean? No. You had to work it. No, still, of course. So more than anything. Correct. Yeah. For you, it worked out that what you loved, at what you were good at, also came with economic realities at a time that you were born. If you were born in 1942, oh, very different still. So, you know, I, I think about that a lot. I think that's like a real truth bomb for the audience to sit back and like rewind this and listen to it one more time. It's like, okay, like it's pretty hard to have a great life if you don't like what you do, regardless of how much paper you put in your pocket. And you know this as a professional athlete, what fans, and this took me a while to realize. I was into my late 30s before when I started fucking with guys that were athletes. I was like, like really knowing them. I'm like, oh shit. A lot of these dudes don't love this shit. Mm, That's why we're stunned when the seventh pick in the draft doesn't make it. It's because dude didn't like it enough to do all the things he needed to do. The work, got distracted. Like how didn't that work out? He wasn't about that life. Mm. And so like if you're at home right now and you love it, if you love it, regardless if you're great at it, you've already won. But if you're one of the 10, 20% of people on earth that loves it and you're good at it, regardless of how much paper it makes you, you've won because we all know unlimited millionaires out there who are sad, hurt, and on a road to not a fulfilled life. Well, you talked about, you, you said you figured yourself out. When did that happen? I hate talking about this because it happened so early that I know that that wasn't anything but sheer luck of the DNA circumstance draw. For me, it happened at like 11. That's why I got such bad grades. I was in high school, and you gotta remember, there's a lot of youngsters that are listening to this. For everyone who's 45 and above, please email me at gary at vaynerx.com and say, I know what you're talking about. I'm not joking, because if you're 45 and up, you know that you grew up and went through all of high school without the internet. And so you knew you didn't have options. When I was growing up, there was no Gary V's that you could watch on TikTok and be like, yo, yeah, fuck college, I'm gonna do it, right? How old are you? 35. You're young, like, like I mean it, like too young for where I'm going, I'm telling you, go find a 45 year old, or if you're 30, ask your parents. There was one track when I grew up. If you don't go to a good college, you will be a loser. Mm. I would tell you 100 teachers in my life, and I only had 100, told me that I was gonna be a garbage man when I grew up. Big shout out to garbage men. I'm really sorry about what they did to you in the 80s and 90s. That was like they the go-to. It so bad. Yeah, it might workers. be fun. Shout out to the front line <laughs> Not only that, it's a pretty good job, by the yeah, way. People get fucking, paid well. You get paid properly and like you get most of your after and you retire at 45. Like it's but in people the 80s, separate the recycling. 80s for and you. 90s, it was like the go-to. Mom, my fourth grade, fifth grade science teacher, you're gonna be a garbage. And that was like, yo, you're gonna be the worst person on they really branded it that way. But I knew in my head, okay, at 11 I was still good at sports because I have crazy hand-eye coordination. But, but by like seventh grade I was like, oh fuck, speed and strength and agility and athleticism, like fuck, I'm more likely to own a sports team than to play for one. And, but what, so school was killing me, like you're the worst. Sports was starting to transition to, wait a minute, 
Like in first, second, third grade, I was killing everybody, hand-eye. Then it started, I started feeling it by fifth or sixth grade. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not gonna be the best. And I'm like just real accountable and real with myself from the get, out the womb. So I was like, yo, by then I was selling sports cards and like doing well, selling lemonade, doing well. It would snow, my friends are sledding, I'm ringing doorbells with a shovel. I was born in the USSR. I lived in Queens in a studio apartment the size of this with eight family members. I was already built from the dirt by the time I was 11 and 12. I already understood that my parents weren't buying me shit. Like, toys? I went on two, one and a half family vacations in my childhood, Mm. in my childhood. I was a working dog, like my parents. I was gonna work. And so I figured out like I'm gonna be a good businessman. The word entrepreneur wasn't real yet. And so I punted school. I was like, this is fake. This isn't for me. Everyone's telling me I'm gonna be a loser. They're wrong. When I was in high school, I was making 35,000, 40,000 a year selling sports cards on the weekends. And my teachers were making that. And they're like, you're gonna be a loser. I'm like, I make as much money as you now. And you fuckers got me in here Monday through Friday. <laughs> Wasting my time. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and my money. And, and, and back to my mom who's amazing, back to like, just like, I didn't really say it to them like that. I wasn't a disrespectful kid, but I had a zinger for them once in a while. You know me, Tyler. Like, if they beat me up too much junior year, I could throw in a little something like, yo, how many, what do you, what, what's your salary prorate to an hour? Let me tell you mine. Like, you know, and so, that's who I was, so very early for me. Some people don't figure it out after, until 48 with therapy, 62 mm. after a life event that fucks them up. Like We're all on our different journeys. Yeah. I stay humbled, optimistic. The Gary Vee life is based on the fact that I'm trying to give to the world what my parents gave to me. Like I'm, all I'm doing out here, the fuck I'm doing right this second is, back to like, let me shake off this fucking devastation, is can I say a sentence that has a 19 year old in Cincinnati listening right now saying, wait a minute, yeah man, I can't rap. I wanna be fucking J. Cole, but on some real shit after this podcast, I ain't that guy. Fuck, this is gonna be tough for me looking in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) But bro, this is humongous. I, if I could wish anything on everybody listening right now besides health, anything, anything, I become God, I could do it. It's self-awareness, because mm. it is the path to joy. It mm. is, it really is. I, really, I, I totally agree with that. I, you said you, you found out about 11. I think I found out about like 15, 16, but I think I was forced. You, know, like you have traumas in your life that kind of force you to grow the fuck up and be a man, yeah. you know? So. You know, uh, mom, they guy, they uh, guy, street guy, street guy dies. Rest in peace is good. So, I'm forced to be the man of the house. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now I have to make a decision: Am I gonna go street way, or am I gonna play the sport that I love to death? And, and just did, and how put much? All my how much there. did that dude going back to that feeling? How much did that dude think he could get to the league? Hmm. Fifty, a hundred, two hundred, mm-hmm. really? Flat out. No, was I, there? I, I've always knew. Was a was there a part of you at that point in your life where? You had 200, but a separate part of your brain was like, but I understand the math of how hard, or was it delusional 200? Delusional yeah. 500. Yeah, yeah I get it, I get I'm it. I'm talking about, I'm telling you, I'm it. in high school, not playing basketball. My grades are, I'm talking about Fs, Ds, I'm talking about I'm failing, at, my mom moved me somewhere, I'm failing out of I school. I get it. I'm a sophomore in high school, and I'm telling the security guy. And how big are you at this point? Because that's. I don't know, one, uh, 
30. Yeah. Yeah. And the security and guard. And tall. And were you? 6'5", 10. Mm -hmm. The security guard who runs the intramural games. He, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm going to be All-American. Patrick, are you fucking crazy? You're not even on a high school team. What do you mean you're going to be All-American? Two years later, he's sitting in the stands of my games. I love it. You know, so I, I understand the ground. What was the, and then I'm going to ask you this too. So think about this, about you, because you have a different path. What Pack was the, that mic just, just what was the what was the moment in the basketball journey in that fourteen to eighteen or fourteen to nineteen range, where it was like that next affirmation? So you're two hundred. I get it. Mm. I definitely get it. Mm. What was the moment where it was like, okay, yeah, 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 like eight hundred, like the game or defending someone or something. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you because I'm genuinely curious. You, just walked out one day and uh, the whole school wanted to fight me. And I needed <laughs> And my mom was like, okay, this is something bigger that I didn't. Like, Why? They want to fight you. Even know. you know, I'm because you were the guy that we know you as now, even then doing the things you were doing. Sit. Yeah, like Tyler knows this. Like, we, so I'm 47. I've torn both my meniscuses. I'm five, nine on a very good day. And we play ball now. Like, my brother makes fun of me, who's 11 years younger. He's like, he's way segue to golf, and he's a better ball player than I am. He's like, the fuck are you doing out there at 47? But Tyler will tell you, because Tyler, how old are you now? 32. Tyler's 32, he's been playing with me for 10 years. Now we've got the next gear, the next crew's here. They're all sitting out there. They're 22, 23, 24. And Tyler will tell you, I bet you if I texted our basketball thread right now, comp me in the NBA, you're in the first three players they mentioned. Because <laughs> all I'm doing is that shit. Love that. Because, because it actually, because it works. It Clapping in people's because, face. <laughs> because for me, like, you know, when I'm playing with all of them, I'm the least talented player on the court, but just something, cre like, I really believe in will and shit. No, like, I feel like that's 100%. a real. 100%. I that's know. all it is. I know. I, my will is, Pat, how do you, man, Steph Curry, I am willing to go the furthest lengths in this fucking basketball game that any man is prepared to go. And it's every little thing ever. Ever. Right? Ever. Like, like, Marcus Smart. Do you know how happy I am he's not in the Celtics? Mm. As a Knicks fan? Do you know sitting there watching little shit, I'm like, I would do that. Mm. I would do that too. Yeah. I'd be doing that. Because people don't do it. Correct. And it, and it works because a lot of the men you're matching up with aren't mentally as no. strong. People see height. People are like, oh, he's seven foot, he's six three. People see shooting percentage, it's math. Oh. There's the math. People don't see the shit we're talking about. No. And, it, the game and it really matters. Putting the ball in the hole, impacting the game. If you're fouled out, impacting the locker room, you ain't even fucking played the game. And everybody who's listening, back to being the CEO of a 2,000 person company, mm. this is why I fuck with business so much. It's the closest thing to sports because it's based on merit. Either we made money this year or we didn't. Mm. Either we do the revenue or we don't. Like, you, can't, you can hide in politics. You can hide in the education system. You can definitely hide if you're an employee. The places on earth that I know that you can't hide are sports and being the CEO of a business. When people, when, when C, for all the CEOs and startup founders who are listening right now, when you go around blaming people that work for you, do you understand the hypocrisy coming out of your fucking mouth? You fucking hired them. You, if you're like, oh, Sally's fucking up my shit, fire her. It's full accountability. Mm. What people don't understand about impacting the game is for me, in that scenario, people that are listening right now can hear like, oh, you got the other guy off their game. They don't understand what you're doing for your own teammates, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of the shit you're I doing. Take the booze in OKC. 
okay, let's go, let's go take off the, the pressure of James Harden at that time. Let's go to take off the pressure of Jeremy Lin off that time. Yeah, they go, they go say all the names. They go, boo, when Patrick Bradley, cool. I take all that. I'm, I'm the one that can take it. You prefer it. it. Yeah, love it. I, I only how hard is it, right? How easy oh. it is to sit up there and just, you know, clap. You know how hard it is to actually, like, boo a motherfucker? Do you understand how much I love being a Jets and Knicks fan? All these people are, like, making fun of me. I'm like, bro, you were a Cavs fan three years ago, and now you're a Jazz fan. And then you become a fucking Nuggets You're a fucking right. Nuggets you're a fucking loser. Oh. <laughs> Yo, kids out there, if you are walking around right now and you do not live in Denver and you have a Nuggets jersey, let me give you an insight. You are insecure. <laughs> let me just run that back. I'm going to rewind. <laughs> One more time. Bro, if you were walking around this morning and you got a fucking Nuggets jersey on and you're not from Denver, you're fucking losing. <laughs> because you're using someone else's success to put a band-aid on your insecurity. Mm. I believe that shit to the death. Mm. Do you know that I've never worn a pair of Air Jordans? Damn. And I fuck with sneakers heavy? Damn. Because I'm 47 years old, and if you were 47 years old, or in that range, and you're a Knicks fan. No way. And you wear <laughs> Air Jordans, Stomped get the out. fuck out of here. I have Stomped never out. worn them, fuck him. The Bulls, Scotty, Horace, BJ Armstrong, all the other people that think they did something on the back of a dude. Fuck that shit. You're That's not going to be one it. of those guys. You're not riding his coattails. Uh, it's insane to me being a diehard Knicks fan, being 50 years old I'm and rocking Jordans. I'm originally. You're allowed to be a Bulls yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, something <laughs> You're allowed. To wear my <laughs> <laughs> Take those things. Uh, but obviously there's a little facetiousness in the Nuggets thing and the and the Jordans thing, but I do want people to think if you're using other proxies of success to make you feel good, it means something else is going on. That's why I understand you. Out of all the moments in sports history, I've watched a lot. Do you know who I fuck with crazy? Novak Djokovic. You know why? That man walked in years ago to Wimbledon, center court on that grass against Federer in the finals constantly, and there wasn't a fucking person in that stadium rooting for him. And he would hit shots and he would, there was this one, in the famous Wimbledon match they had years ago, there's this moment, I'll never forget it to the day I die. Actually, I got a Kobe story like that too. It's a cra- I promise you nobody knows this Kobe story. I'm setting it up. Let me give you the Novak one. He hits some shot and the way he looks at the entire, the entire crowd, it's late in the fifth set against Federer. I can't really recall, it's a little blurry. Um, even the Kobe story is a little blurry, but I'll give it to you. There's... There's a moment where literally he hits a shot and he looks at all of Wimbledon and they're fucking all sad. And he just looks at them, he doesn't say a word, of course. He just says, fuck you. And I understand it to the depths of my, nothing would make me happier than playing on the road mm. as an athlete. Yeah, that's the greatest thing. Of course. That's the greatest Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. He was like, I own you to the Bears. He, was, he like went up to the fans, he's like, I still own you. And that's, I mean, would have been a Kobe. It's a random Sunday in the middle of the fucking season, late in the season, because it was sunny outside my window, I remember. My brother's 11 years younger than me. We have a lot of shared DNA. We obviously have some that's not. I didn't talk to him all day. Nothing, we didn't reference the game. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We're just, you know, he's living his family life, I'm living my family life. We're not, we didn't talk that day. This is, this is not the Knicks, and I'm kind of like Knicks, and then like deep second is NBA. Knicks? And then I'm like, okay, you know, now with fantasy and players, people are like NBA and like, yeah, I'm like, 
I don't even, I can't even name 30% of the NBA even though I follow the Knicks intensely because it's Knicks and then NBA. It's like the second or third quarter. Kobe gets fouled going to the rack. It's in the background. I'm playing with one of my little ones. It's in the background. I just happen to look. Kobe misses a free throw. Just, I'm, I'm talking second quarter. He misses a free throw. The camera somehow catches something. I see something in his eye. I run to my phone and call my brother and it goes direct to like his like messages. Voicemail, yeah. And then I go to text him. He's texting me. We're both saying the same thing and said, did you just see that? What did you see? A level of fucking insanity that you can only understand if it's actually in you. Mm. So he was furious that he had missed that free throw? What happened, oh, this is what's fun about Trent. I know what happened. The prior possession, a dude on the Lakers got fouled and missed the free throw and Kobe was mad. Kobe came back the next time, got fouled, and missed a free throw, and my brother and I fucking knew that that killed him more than fucking life itself. <laughs> there is nothing that could have ever hurt more. I literally believe in that moment that hurt more than losing game seven to Celtics. Mm. He was heartbroken. It was, you understand the scenario? Yeah, exactly. He fucking went on dude for missing a free throw for real. Not like, you know how, the look. No fucking like circus, he just, it was like, you can't miss that fucking free throw. Lock in. Next possession, he missed that fucking free throw. Mm. For that person, the, the only time I'm upset in life, besides the Jets, is when I'm upset with myself. I'm never upset with anybody else. No, never, ever. 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 I'm empathetic. Ever. I'm compassionate. Understanding. I'm understanding. <laughs> I might be miffed. I would even argue that there are times I'm disappointed by the complete lack of understanding the moment given a lot of, if Tyler does something, I'm like, Ty, right. we've been, this is a decade. If Sean does, no, no shot. Even though we've been working together for three years, haven't put in that many hours, I can understand it. Mm. It's like we haven't had that time. Ty, been my admin, like can't. I could be disappointed. I can't be disappointed in Sean. I haven't put in the hours. Mm. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> no, I just, I just had No, but Sean will tell you in this new role that he's gotten closer to me on, Sean, you've been here three, three and a half? Where are we at? Three and a half, almost three, four years, right? He will tell you in the last year, unlike the prior three, even though ironically, because I believe in him so much, he was on important shit. He was playing out of position, but he was doing it knowing, this is why he has so much points with me. He was playing out of position, but doing it for the team. But even in those moments, I was able to be like, hey, we need to, like, I would have moments with him but in, now that he's playing in position, in the year that he's even closer, we've had even bigger moments of like, hey, hey, like, you know, it's like, that's just the way it is. Sean was my, he was my quarterback in grade school when we were in Love. sixth grade. I, was, I played D-tackle, he was a quarterback. He's built for it. That's what, this is what D-tackles <laughs> in sixth, this is what D-tackles in sixth grade look like, everybody. <laughs> this is the information, I just found out all this information body. on the way here. Yeah, I was big body. Go ahead. So, uh, yeah, we got about no, 13 no, no. minutes. Yeah, I want to keep going. Um, um, so, uh, when people look at you and they see your disposition, the way you kind of present yourself, in some ways, your outlook almost probably seems superhuman to some people, where it's like you have this level of energy, this positive outlook, this extreme accountability. Do you ever find it in yourself that you need to humanize yourself? That's a great fucking question. 
I spend a lot of time thinking about, I struggle to not speak my mind. And what that means is, I don't wanna fake it to, to balance that question. I struggle with this, I'm like fuck man. There are very few people on earth that walk around saying, I do not give a fucking shit about anything. The paper, the fame, I don't care about anything besides the health of my family. The amount of people I know, and I know a lot of people, the amount of reading I do to watch the world, I am in some fucking outer, and then by the way, I know I'm there by the luck of the draw. DNA, being, grow up in the dirt, best mom of all time who made me think I could fly, but still fucking would smack me in the face if I went Mm. out of line, so I wasn't fucking delusional or entitled. Mm. Like, she fucking, she should go to the hall. Parenting is very important. Bro, my my mom is walking in, moonwalking to the first ballot (laughs) hall of fame of parenting. Mm. Moonwalking. Statues at every stadium she ever touched. So, I know that most people haven't had that luxury. My mom lost her mother at five in the Soviet Union, my dad lost his dad at 15, my grandma, my dad's mom, who I knew real well, was incredibly, she's like bizarro reverse Gary V. Everything's fucked up. It's everyone's fault but hers. She struggled. Mm. I knew her mom, my great grandma. We came over immigrant family deep. She was also extremely negative. Like, so so what I struggle with is, I don't think that, I think I'm, my content is good for people at certain times, but I'm all one flavor because it's my truth. And I don't know how to do a lot of different things. There's a, I also have some problems. For example, I was trained as the oldest son of an immigrant family that it's all on me. Mm. I don't know how to share my fucking vulnerabilities. Mm. Like I had a fucking hold, my mom trained me like, if shit goes down, you're in charge. No. You take care of your sister, you take care of your brother. No. I, st- I, was the, I was 14, fuck. By the time I was 14 when I started working my dad's liquor store, by the time I was 17, I was the guy. I was the guy. Like, it was clear to him and I, it took him 40 years to realize it, but he knew I was coming. <laughs> and, like, and that was good, but it fucked with his manhood a little bit, so I'm empathetic to that. No. But like, by the time I was 22, I was running the business. Like, the whole family, like, so, a, what you see is a reflection of my truth. I'm not vulnerable to Tyler. I'm not vulnerable to anyone. Mm. That's not a strength, that's a weakness, but it's my truth and that shows up in my content. And then I'm just am optimistic. And I am on offense. So it, you know, and so why didn't notice I was like, that's a good fucking question. There have been times where I'm like, all right, let me show them. But I'm like, I don't have anything to show them. I'm also incredibly private. I'm not sharing my personal life. Right. People out here like sharing every part of their personal life. You give the world your personal life, your personal life is the world's. When my celebrity friends are like, yo, this is fucked up, I'm like, stop taking photos of your children. <laughs> yeah. You don't give your children, they don't have your children. You don't tell them about your boyfriend, they don't have your boyfriend. Like, so I'm very conscious and subconscious about these things, but I'm also very proud that my shit is real, meaning, all the people that work close to me, 90, I'm, you probably asked Sean this. Like, like I'm, I, I'd find it unlikely that you haven't asked Sean somewhere along the line of like, what's Gary really like? Of course, that's how, yeah, that, that's, that's just normal. It is, yeah. That's just normal, that's what we do. And all of them walk around and be like, same it dude. is what it is. Yeah, same dude. It is, what people don't know is that I work 15 hours a day being the CEO of a 2,000 person company. They think I'm Gary V. Mm. What Sean could have told you is like, dude works every minute. 
knows everything I'm No, every dude, second. Dude knows everything I'm doing, wow. let alone what he's doing. Me, Sean. You know, and I don't know where your combo went, but I know like that like I, I think people uh I was garage selling Saturday. So one thing I along the way in my career. You're still garage selling, yeah. you're still Bro, just in the this field Saturday, like that. This Jesus Saturday Christ, dude. This Saturday, last Saturday, a couple days ago, I went garage selling. Um I do that because I do a sh- I, I do I've done like ten episodes of this show called Trash Talk because where I was coming up the game and I was talking about investing in Facebook and Twitter and I invested 25,000 in Twitter and changed my life and dudes were DMing me like, yo, fuck you. What do you mean 25,000? I got $18 in my Wells Fargo. What are you talking about 25,000 to Twitter? And I was like, they're right. Like, cool, I'll make 25K content for Pat and all the dudes I talk about in the league because that's shit they can do. And by the way, they earned it. Let's just remind everybody love, that. Love, love, love. But, hey, I used to have 20 bucks. I know how I got here. Besides, my dad paid me nothing. Let it be, Sash, I'm sorry, but dude paid me two bucks an hour for like four years. I, I, I took his business from three to 75 million and was getting paid 40, 50,000 a year. Damn. Now, my pops is good people. All the immigrant families know where I'm about to go. He wasn't trying to fuck me. He thought he was just saying like, you get the business when I die. Mm. This is family business. Right. I was like, that just sounded like Kanye. This family business. <laughs> like, he was like, you get this when I die. I go, dad, bad news. You're 22 years older than me and crazy genetics. You're dying at 95. I don't want to inherit this shit at 73. <laughs> it's a wrap. I need to you go to my own shit kids. now. Yeah. So I had to do things on the side to like if I wanted any kind of more money, plus I enjoy it. So I would garage sale and for 30 bucks, 80 bucks on a Saturday, I'd make a thousand flipping on eBay. Mm. So I was like, let me start showing people mm. instead of saying it. Anyway, this Saturday, I'm in Springfield, New Jersey, garage selling. This dude from Newark came up. He's like, Gary, are you really out here like that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro. What do you think? This is AI videos? I'm out here. What do you think? I'm staging those videos? Uh, just yeah, actor? I'm out here. He's like, man, I can't believe that shit. He's like, respect. And Anima, who was filming me, he's like, how often does that happen? Because obviously D-Rock, who's filmed me for nine years, has just left and starting his next chapter. Big shout out to D-Rock, cheering for him heavy. So Nima's filming me, not D-Rock. I want to give Dustin a break. We've been traveling a lot in August. Plus I wanted to chop up with Nima. He's like, that happened a lot? I'm like, yeah. Like, but like, for me, this Saturday, that's normal. You know, like to me, I, I prefer the dirt. I prefer the road. Mm. You want to get it out the mud. That's where you're yeah, familiar. I prefer it. That's where I'm comfortable. You show me 30,000 people mad at me because I'm doing something to them. Oh, great guy. Best feeling ever. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. So as uh, we're, we're going to wrap up in a second, but as you kind Let's of... Let's go another 10. Because right. uh, I know we haven't gotten to a whole lot. Oh, I don't I, mind. I'm, I'm sure I'm, we're I'm sponges. Sure, we're but we're I just get here it, to but listen. I'm sure there's some shit you thought about. Like, like three set. I'm sure there's some shit you thought about that you might wanted to get out. I want to make sure I hit it. Totally. Uh, I mean, Pat... Um, I want to go speak about the will part. Okay. I want to, I want to, I, I think it's important that people understand that aspect of it. You can have all the answers, right? Yeah. You can have the, the road. You can have the, 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 the perfect mm-hmm. household. You mm-hmm. can have, you know, every day you smell pancakes and mm-hmm. the sun is out. But if you, if you don't apply pressure, and when I mean pressure, if you don't apply yourself to whatever, whatever it is that you, want in life I think you're not gonna get it it's too hard because too many people are trying to get it yeah right you're competing this is one of the scariest things for me in the world over the last 20 30 years parents started demonize competing 
Mm. You show me a six-year-old who cries after a game, I'll show you someone who I wanna fuck with. But what do most parents do now? They're like, oh, you can't cry about this. It doesn't matter that much. Mm. Or it's over and we have champions and everyone lines up and we're giving the seventh place team a big ass trophy. You came in seventh out of eight. Mm. (laughs) Don't confuse these children. Don't let them go home and think they did something. We're actually telling them you won when you lost. We've demonized losing. So I, look, I think, I think you know, the will for me is, God, there's so much to it. You know this. I think first, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna bounce here because I think we can help. There is a level of really being capable of accepting other people's opinions and not being bothered by it. You know, there's something very deeply routed, it rooted in having will that's grounded in um, not caring about other people's opinions because you can't have the will because there's spectators in everything. Obviously at the highest levels like what Pat does, there's uh, that is like the core thing. But for all of us, most people aren't willing things because they're not willing to deal with the judgment of the people around them in the process of their willing. That's a, like, just watching all the people behind the camera now shake their head, there's something very, like, that was subtle, which is why I'm gonna say it again. When you're willing, there's collateral damage. There's getting home at one in the morning. Oh, dad can't come to this school meeting, or, oh man, mom, I love you, I can't, or wifey, I can't be there, yeah, man, I gotta, I gotta focus right? on some shit Or let me go left field, or you're, the, or you're the person in the family that's asking the, the, your spouse to go to therapy and you're in an immigrant family and you've demonized therapy, right? To your point, that one's real. Mm. Mommy and daddy missed something. Let me go a left field one. You have decided that you wanna save a relationship, parent, marriage, and you're pushing for therapy, but you're in a first generation ecosystem. Both of your families are immigrants. Both of you were born in Mexico and Peru, and you're in America now, and you're the one who fucking got educated, and like, let's go to therapy, and everyone, your aunties, the grandmother, your sister, like, that's willing. You're trying to will your relationship to get over a hump, but the culture of your family is like, that's bad. You know how many people right now in the world, out of eight billion, demonize therapy? Five billion, seven billion, it's an old school thing. They got stigma on that shit, right? Willing, uh, trying to stop. You know how many people right now are part of a friend group of seven and somebody is in the depths of alcoholism and nobody's stepping up to stop it? Mm. And you're gonna try to will it, but you're gonna get, first of all, the kid, the person you're trying to help, it doesn't wanna hear it. And you know the other five are like, yo, he can figure it out or she could, like, it's gonna it's be It's just okay. uncomfortable, it's there's be, like a discomfort in the. That's it, now you, we're going there. Yeah, you don't you see where I'm going? Like, yeah, the, like, there's, there's different levels, different versions. Um, yeah, I mean, just, man, you grew up with a learning disability and they told you you sucked and you gotta fight your whole life to get to your self-esteem. Like, there's a million versions of that. I heard of something like, the perfect amount of trauma mm. as a child. It's called adversity. Yeah. It's, it's great for you. Oh, it's okay. called totally. adversity. Yeah. You know, totally. words have gotten crazy. Like trauma's like, woo. But then it's like, I, I actually think the perfect level of trauma's definition is being comfortable with adversity. By the way, do you know what the perfect level of trauma is? Losing the championship game in third grade, mm. like I did. We lost 3-1, fuck the Cougars. <laughs> fuck them. We lost John Longo from Edison, New Jersey in the 80s, and your dad was the coach. He was a big Italian dude. 
I still am mad at you. Three one Cougars. I was a starting pitcher. I didn't give up any runs. First three innings, but you can only pitch three innings. Okay. We so lost three one. Pitchers, I mean, we lost three one. I am forty seven years old. It's nineteen eighty five. It was twelve. It's thirty five years ago. I'm bringing it up right now. Perfect level of trauma. It's called adversity. So why I fuck with losing? So I let's get the fucking trophies out. You know, who gets a trophy, the winners. The losers get you lost. And the lesson that comes with that, probably the perfect amount of trauma. Perfect. Right. That's a perfect. That's why I love sports. Any great athlete, any great comedian, like you're not going to be a funny comedian unless you went through some shit. Like you're not going to have the perspective. There's not a fucking person we put on a pedestal in comedy that hasn't had 50 nights that suck shit. So I see basketball players like that. I use that against them. Like, man, this, you ain't been through shit. Fuck it. Great game for me, Pat. Oh, man, this motherfucker been having, a, you know, his career's been handed to him and he's in silver platter. All right, cool. I'm gonna eat him in the playoffs. Of course, it's, because it's a, it's a it's it's a level that I'm willing to go. 100. He can't this is, go. This is where fans are confused. You know why? Dude had perfect genetics. Had a Clarence's family had a very good like you know like <laughs> perfect right had a perfect situation. And by the way, God willing, by the way, God we're just talk, we're just talking about sports right now. Of course, uh, AAU'd all the way out. Perfect clothes, perfect situation. And I never play AAU. You know. <laughs> Yeah, one never. year, one year in a perfect program in college with four other dudes who could ball the fuck out. Got kicked out of college, <laughs> and taken eighth, and like Easy. that dude is in trouble. Yeah. Unless, seconds. unless he's got chemicals in his head that are crazy. Well, yeah, it's not. It really, it, it takes that level of it. Um, so my last thing for you is, yes. is this. Um, when we look at you and your body of work, I think one way to describe you is definitely a futurist. You look at markets that you think will be emerging and you put your time yep. and your energy into that. Want, so, yep. so as you look at the next kind of five yep. to ten years of your life, yep. where, where do you think you'll be spending your energy that you haven't been spending energy I'm not, in the last? I'm not a futurist. You know who I am sticking to sports? There's nobody in entrepreneur land who watches more film than me? Mm. Nobody. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. That's why I put. Shit. I wanted to put it together. It's the same you know shit. what I do? You know why people like this man succeed? Because you know on Thursday you're playing dude and you're going to sit while you're fucking ice bathing or listening. I don't know how you fucking do it. You're going to watch. And by the way, I promise you if I watched fucking four hours of Tyler playing basketball, I would guard him even better than I already do. <laughs> Because I would be like, oh, this is what he does. Yeah. Right now, I don't know that. Like, probably subconsciously, I know it because we ball up and pair up against each other a bunch, but I don't really know it. Mm. But if I watched four hours of film, all I'm. So I, you're yeah, a historian then? I'm, I am the fastest mover on truth in the game. I don't predict, I definitely don't guess. If I see fucking 20 million 14 year old girls fucking with TikTok when it's called Musical.ly, that's a fuckload of people already fucking with it and I can play the chess moves of, you know, 28 year old cool dudes aren't gonna fuck with it now because it's all 14 year old teenage girls and they're gonna think it's corny but if I'm right based on my pattern recognition because I've been in the league for a while, this is how it's gonna play out and then I'm the guy on the internet saying TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. By the way, NFTs. One that I can't wait for it to play out. Here's my track record on NFTs. I believe in NFTs. I believe 99% will go to zero. That's my film. That's what's on tape. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Right now everyone's like, oh, NFTs were a fad. They thought the internet was a fad in 2000 when all the stock prices collapsed. 
people don't understand. It's like, uh, I bet you there's dudes in the league right now, based on how you see it, that have been written off of like, they're not gonna be good, that you still, that you know are gonna be good. Yeah. Because maybe they got dinged up, maybe mm. they're not right, but you see enough things where you're like, uh-uh, dude's 19. Mm. Like, right? Like, you know, you're like, yeah, but like, oh, they wrote him off? Nah. Like, like Joker, he just needs to lose weight. Yeah. He may or may not. Or, nah, nah, he, uh, Pat may know, no, no, dude's been in the gym all summer working mm. on his left. And that's what we all saw on film last year. He's coming. Even though we as fans are like, and that's what I do. Like, for me, that's what NFTs are right now. Like, mm. oh, we all just got overhyped and got crazy and got greedy and fucked up the narrative, but the truth of the technology, the blockchain, smart contracts, nobody can fuck with, the, people don't understand the technology. You can't go and talk to people that talk about NFTs like casually and ask them what the technology is. They don't understand the difference between a blockchain and a centralized server. They don't know what a smart contract is. Mm. Like people just talk, it's like all the talking heads in sports. You know all the people, yeah. they're either doing it for entertainment value or they're grounded in guys knowledge. Never played the and there's sport a, before. Right, yeah. and by the way, you know this, the guys that never played the sport before would then make an argument that if you never played basketball, you could never be, like really, then you can't be a great head coach and we've seen the examples of no. people that have been able to do it. To, to both of our points, 85% of the people are doing it for ratings, but I'm sure if I asked you, talk to me about some of the talking heads in sports media that do know the game, you can rattle them off because you listen. Same for me. Every entrepreneur, every business CEO, I can tell if I have enough hours of watching if they've got it or they don't have it. So the reason I'm predicting is because I'm watching film every day. I'm taking a flight to Orlando for a speech and coming back tonight. On the flight, I will consume the world for two hours. I will read everything. I will know the posts of pulse of what people think about from sexy red to what they think about the new drop of this to what they think about the, why are corduroy hats back in I could have told you that shit 12 months ago it's sexy red dude she's bringing them back but do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah no totally do you know what I mean though like well like like all this stuff fashion no, I don't think food. people do though that's the thing the I film people could sit here and be like yeah 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 I understand I understand but people really don't no like they really don't like me Having you on this pod, mind you, I didn't know a lick of who Gary V was. Mm -hmm. I, everyone that's important around me that had a little bit of brain, mm -hmm. send me everything you know about Gary V. My daughter, yesterday, send me everything you know about Gary V. You're on Instagram a lot. Tell me a bunch. Tell me mm -hmm. a bunch of shit about him. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just that that ability to 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 to, to, to get this and make it this fucking table. How can I do that? How can I make that coffee drinkable for everybody in this bitch? All yeah. right. Like, let me, how can I twerk this and make it that? You know, I think it's the, the willingness to, 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 to be able to use your brain at a high level to think outside the box, but also be able to understand and, and, and be at a level where people understand you. I think it's, I think, man, what you've done has been incredible, bro. And I think that uh, it, it, it's, it's hitting home for me so much because it's, it's almost like, a, like my life story. The way I see it. The motivation. I know, speak, I, but, I know more about yeah. you than you know about me. So yeah. this is when I say my crew, what, well, how would they comp me? Because I know. Because yeah, I've, had, I've had the luxury of the serendipity and obviously you're a very public figure in an arena that I enjoy. And, like, and I see it. Everything. All the fucking things. From the subtle little defensive play to the most outlandish with a camera. I'm yeah. like, yep, and that. I would do that too. Yeah. And this, yeah. and that. Because don't forget, <laughs> we're in a fucking entertainment business. Of course. Don't fucking forget it. Of right. course. We're, don't do not forget And I'll, I'll end it. with that. Back to the The thing that is the glue. Uh, back to another 
professional athlete thing. The thing that changed my life physically was soft tissue work. For everybody out there, Google fashion soft tissue work if you got fucked up back or whatever. Like, so that's some shit that most people don't know about fascia. So I think about fascia a lot. Like how it works in the body. And for me, what he just said at the end, entertainment. The fascia of my life as an entrepreneur, as a human, as a public figure is that I love people. Mm. The fucking thing that makes it all work, that ties it all together. There's a lot of people that are good at business. There's a lot of people that can you know, shoot the shit and have communication skills like I do. I struggle to find people that do what I do for a living who genuinely, deeply, mm. actually care love fucking people and here's what I've learned about myself. It's because I'm not scared of people. Most people don't love people enough because they're scared of them hurting them. Insecurity. That's right. The reason I love people so much is because none of you can hurt me. I love you all. For real, like it's crazy how much I like love you guys already. Like just having one rep. Even the dudes, like, like honestly, just like look at like, it's crazy how default it's love because I'm not scared of you. Mm. You can't do anything to me. And it comes in multiple places. Obviously there's the emotional, but I promise you, Queens, Edison, New Jersey, and definitely Mount Ida College, like when you're also around the perfect amount of trauma, I'm also not scared physically. You wanna talk about will? My rationally know that most people can beat me up but I actually think I can win every fight. No, 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 hey, no, no, no. <laughs> Mike Tyson walking this bitch. Uh, you better put your money on me because I'm going out the Mike ass. I, I just feel it. It's crazy. We got into this thing in senior year of high school, a uh, college called Tap Out. UFC was just coming on early, early. Like not what you guys know now. Like the crazy shit that you see the old videos on YouTube. So me and my college friends, and grant you. All my college friends were hood kids, like much bigger, much stronger, like fucking kids. Let's just put it that way. And the game was called tap out, which meant we lived life, senior year of college, and at any moment, for any reason, somebody could try to make you tap out. Let me explain what that actually means. All of us lived in fear for like three months playing this game, because there was, I mean, I would go to the bathroom in my like fucking apartment and think like a friend was hiding behind a door trying to put me in like a, a fucking chokehold. <laughs> so all these guys are bigger, stronger, more rugged than me. Because of that, and I, I can't wait for them to all watch this, there's a thing that they all know about me which is my finger move. So somehow I figured out in this thing, where, <laughs> look at what, the, He's red. <laughs> <laughs> it's so subconscious in me at the tailgate. Yeah. I did something? Because they would lock me down and try to do some crazy shit, the only thing that I had enough strength one was my hand was stronger than their individual finger. My hand, at that point in my life, was stronger than any of my friend's individual fingers. So when they would, when I would walk into the fucking room, we played fucking Sega Genesis, and my friend would jump out from behind the couch and try to literally choke me out. When he was going for it, I learned over time to like grab a finger and do shit, right? Especially this one. Especially like, that one, the small one. This move, yeah, like it, you could do a lot yep, of stuff yep, with that, there right? There it goes. You know? Yep. So like, like back to Mike Tyson, my brain would go into, <laughs> I think I can get his pinky and break it. Yeah, something. <laughs> and, and most people I fuck with won't let you break their pinky. 
but some people will. Mm. And that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Damn, well, you're a busy man, but you definitely got busy today. Thank you so much for your time here. Pleasure, Gary, v. Gary V on the pod. Pat, pat, pat.